اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you my brothers and I believe they are sisters yes yes with the most honorable and noble greeting that has been used by messengers of Allah from the beginning of time the greeting that is assalamu alaikum the greeting that is not just a greeting but is actually a state salam is not a greeting uh, good morning it is a state of being that we are in that we greet people from when you make salam it's not a greeting that is given to somebody it is a greeting from a state and the messengers of Allah whether it was Isa alayhi salam Musa alayhi salam they would say shalom which is the same thing as salam in their language see so the salam is not just a greeting that is a verbal word that you wish somebody it is a state from which you acknowledge somebody so it is from that state that I greet you state of salam and the glorious Quran tells us that verily it is only in the recognition and the remembrance of Allah does a heart find reassurance does a heart find contentment tranquility that a heart find security security that's a word I speak a lot about security because today we are not in a state of security salam it's like a state of security when you are okay within you and you're not affected by things outside of you then you are in a state of salam the opposite of salam is affectedness when you are bothered when you got worries and you stressed and you strained and things irritate you and things affect you and you want to change things and you want to control things and you want things to be different and sometimes you want to use force to change things and control things that is the opposite of salam when they asked the beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who is a mu'min he said one from whom everybody is safe from one that is not a threat to anybody see so salam is a state of being at peace and at ease no matter what's going on around you and that is something that very few people can boast that they are in a state of salam today who can boast that I am in a state of salam today everything affects us price of petrol goes up oh no you know the government this oh no my wife that oh no my children that oh no we are so in a state of controlled by the physical world of form the world of creation I need money I need my business to do better I need to get another job I need to get another husband I need to get another this and I need to get another or change the one that I have how much focus are we giving to the world of form the world of things the world of creation and how much attention are we giving to the world the world that is prior to form that the Quran says ghaib unseen this is a book in surah bakra the Quran says this is a book of guidance to those who are conscious of Allah for those who first believe in the unseen 
First, believe in the unseen. Second, perform regular prayer, salah. And thirdly, give zakat. So it puts the awareness of the unseen world, the non-physical world first. Your miraj of the mu'min, salah, second. And zakat, third. So the world of the unseen is sadly not spoken about in our schools and universities. It's not. Because they tell you if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. They tell you only what you can see exists. And so what we have is all of us going through a schooling system that takes us outside the unseen world, the world of the Creator. The creator of the created world. There's the world of form, the world of things that we focus on every day. Bothered by, affected by, controlled by, trying to change. We focus only on the world of form. We are schooled out of the world of the formless, of the unseen. The glorious Quran says... That when you remember Allah, He remembers you. It tells us that in the recognition of Allah, your heart will find security. Your heart. We're not talking about the physical heart. The physical heart is in the world of form. We're talking about your spiritual heart, which is in the formless, that you cannot see directly. But indirectly, you can see. If I'm speaking to you today and I have a smile on my face, you can say Ashraf is in a good mood today. If you see me on another day and I'm really stressed and strained, I'm, I'm, you know, my, I'm frowning, then you can say Ashraf is not in a good mood today. That is a different heart. That is not the physical heart. It is the spiritual heart. Now the spirit, the glorious Quran talks about, it says that Allah when he created humanity, Adam salam, he breathed his spirit into Adam salam. Humanity has the ruh of Allah within it. This is not what I am saying, it's what the glorious Quran says. This is why humanity is given the gifts and Allah says in the Quran, we have given the children of Adam Gifts and favors we have not given any other creation. Humanity has got gifts and favors. We'll speak a little bit about that. That has not been given to any other creation. Like for example the rule that Allah breathed of him into us. And the Quran says Allah is closer to us than our own jugular veins. Have you heard that? It's not Allah is as close to you as your jugular veins. Allah is closer to you than your own jugular veins. So what that means is that your body is actually far away from the heart. When I say far away, I mean it's different. That means the heart is non-physical. The body is physical. There are things that are in the physical world that we look. And this world that we are in, we are trained to look at the things of this world. We are trained to look at what we don't have, what's not right, what we want changed. We are trained to look at things and people. We are trained to get things and people. Get money, you'll be okay. You know, get a degree, you'll be okay. Find okayness in something or the other amounts to shirk. When you turn to the physical world to feel okay, it is shirk. And Allah says in the glorious Quran that when you associate partners with me, there is nothing but neglect and abandonment. And that's why many of us are feeling alone. 
We're feeling unloved, we're feeling unsupported, we're feeling stressed, we're feeling strained like we've never felt before. Because the Quran tells you verily in the recognition and remembrance of Allah that a heart finds reassurance. We are looking to the world of form and things and people to feel okay. We are looking to control people and things to feel okay. That is giving your power away to things that is idolatry. Idol is when you take a thing and you make that thing the source of your peace. You will never find peace in anything created. Never. This is why people chase after the next million, the next million, the next million and die without any joy in their heart, no joy in their relationships, no peace. They gave nothing to the world but they kept chasing. So, shaitan is the enemy avowed. Allah says in the Quran that shaitan will lead you astray. He does not want you to recognize the greatness of Allah. He's not even pointing, he doesn't want you to even look at the direction of Allah. Today we have so many Muslims, alhamdulillah, around the world, close to 2 billion, mainly interested in Islam than in Allah, sadly. I often say it sometimes that Muslims are worshipping Islam than worshipping Allah. This is the work of shaitan who does not want you to see the greatness of Allah. Verily in the recognition and remembrance of Allah does a heart find reassurance. When you remember him, he will remember you. Hadith Qudsi tells us that when you mention Allah in a company, he mentions you in a greater company. Allah first. Islam has the first of the five uh, the pillars is what? Iman. Iman. Turning you back to Allah. Back to Allah. And shaitan oftentimes makes us believe that if we are Muslims, that's the end all and be all. Dress like a Muslim, talk like a Muslim, act like a Muslim, you're going to Jannah. That is not what the Quran says. The Quran says, when the Bedouin Arabs came to the beloved Prophet and said, but we are among those are Muslims. And Allah responds in the Quran by saying, you have surrendered your will to Islam, as-salamna, but Iman has not entered into your hearts. So the Quran cautions us that Islam is one thing, but Iman is another. And the Quran tells us on the day of judgment, only those who bring to Allah a purified heart will avail them. Not your wealth, nor your sons will avail thee, except those who bring to Allah a purified heart. The Quran tells us that for those who have iman and do good deeds, there is bliss in this world. Not suffering, not hardship, not tests. The Quran says, for those who have Iman, there is bliss in this world and a return to the garden for men and for women. So be very careful, very careful. Shaitan is an enemy avowed. He will lead you to believing that you are a good Muslim because you do this and you do that. But the heart is not purified. The heart has got no taqwa. The heart has got no Iman. So I am here to tell you about Iman. Because there's a lot of information on Islam, but very little information about Iman. I am here to tell you about the importance of Iman as the Quran shares with us. That Iman is what it's all about. The recognition of Allah is what it's all about. Not that I am a good Muslim, that's wonderful, it's nice, you're a good Muslim, you do the rituals, etc., the dogma. But Iman, 
The recognition of Allah to live in God consciousness, to recognize the unseen world first, then salah second, and then giving of what we have been given, zakat. So the heart is in the non-physical. Allah is in the non-physical. Allah's spirit, you are created not only by Allah, but from Allah. He breathed his spirit into the soil, the clay that we are. The world of form is only one world. The world of spirit, ruh, is another world, which is neglected completely. So much so that people are spiritually sick. They might be good Muslims in the way that they're doing, but the heart is poisoned. They don't feel good. There's no contribution to themselves, their family, to community. There's affectedness, there's botheredness, there's stress and distress, there's stress and strain. This is the work of shaitan. I am here to point you to the formless, where Allah is off. The formless, the creator, not the created. I am telling you that people usually make dua when the things, dua when the things that they're looking to, to feel okay are not there. So the moment you get sick, you start making dua. Why? I need my health to function in the world. You lose your job, now I make dua. Why? I'm dependent on my job. I'm dependent on my health. I'm Marriage is not going well. I'm dependent on my husband. Let's make dua. When things that we depend on, that we look for for relief, are not there, that's the time we turn to Allah. In the meantime, you got to turn to Allah to feel good from Allah, which is security, that's when things don't go wrong in your life. Or if there are challenges, you're not dependent on things and people. You're dependent on Allah for your joy, for your peace, for your contentment. You turn to Allah. So I am pointing us in the direction of the unseen world. The school system, the university systems, even our learned professionals, brothers and sisters, lawyers, psychologists, psychiatrists, medical doctors, etc. They have been trained through a system that denies the unseen, that denies the power that is Allah. The Quran tells us, is not Allah enough for us? Is not Allah sufficient for you? We say, not really. I, I need this, I need that, we got to get this, that. We put our dependency into the world of form, on ourselves, on one another and our one another's intelligence, depending on one another's intelligence. We put our form, we put our faith in the things of this world. Is it any wonder why the quality of life and the experience of life goes bad to us around the world? Is it any wonder? It's sickness. Spiritual sickness because the heart is not pumping. We need a recess, big time recess. Many of us are walking around spiritually dead. That's what drug addiction is about. Drug addiction is a spiritual disease. When you don't feel good within you, you don't feel secure within you, you don't feel salam within you, you're going to need something to change your mood. I'm going to need something like drugs. If I take it, it'll change my mood, you see. It's a spiritual disease. I don't feel okay. Let me get more money. If I get more money, I'll feel better. Let me get more. I feel better. There's no difference. It's a drug. It's a drug. Whether you're chasing money, you're chasing drugs, it's a drug. It's the same thing. You're looking for something, believing that when you have it, you'll feel good. You don't realize that it's only in the recognition and remembrance of Allah that the heart finds reassurance. Have I made my point? Are you getting this? Let's move on. How does one begin to attend to the heart? What is faith, Iman? And I've divided it into Iman, 
taqwa and yaqeen. These are words you've heard, Iman. Iman starts off with the acceptance of there is Allah. I accept, believe in Allah. I accept that the books that Allah has revealed is valid. The Torah, the Injil, Zabur, the Quran, the messengers. All the messengers of Allah have been righteous people and representatives of Allah. And it goes on speaking of Qadr as well, that there is Qadr. Now, Qadr is very confusing to a lot of people. Let me demystify it for you. The state of your heart in this moment is creating a trajectory for your life. If your heart is dark, impure, as the days go out, you're going to have things happening in your life. Certain things are going to happen in this world and in the hereafter. Now, the Quran cautions us. It does not threaten us. A lot of times people suggest to you that Allah is threatening you. That if you do fitna, if you go the unnatural way, then there's punishment for you. No, the Quran does not threaten you. It cautions you. He says, if you wrong that soul that Allah has breathed into you, if you don't attend to it, if you don't nurture it, that soul, that root that Allah has breathed into you, is not nur anymore. It's not light is darkened by your mind, by your lack of understanding, by your ignorance. And what happens then is that it starts drawing misfortune to you, hardship in this world, difficulty in this world. It doesn't stop there. When you transition into the next world, it continues in the hereafter. This is why Allah says in the glorious Quran that actually, He says, ask me, Invoke me and I will surely respond. Allah says. He says, ask me and I will respond. Ask for forgiveness and he will always respond. But the beloved Prophet Muhammad said, he said, dua averts misfortune. Dua averts hardships. Why? Because dua is dealing with the spirit. Dua is not just raising your hands and speaking words. Dua comes from the state of salam. First, if you're not in a state of salam, your duas are not going to get answered. If you're not in a state of salam, you can't get into a state of iman. If you're not in a state of iman, your du'as can't get answered. Who said this? Allah says in the glorious Quran that the prayers of those without iman is nothing but vain prayers. The prayers of those without iman is nothing but vain prayers. I'm not saying it. I'm just telling you what the Quran tells us. Glorious Quran is telling us that Allah says, invoke me and I will surely respond. Take me as your protector, as your provider, and I will accomplish your purpose. Allah says it's not even for you to fix your problems up. He says, Allah says in the Quran, it's not for you. It's not for you to change your conditions. It's for you to change what is in your heart. Again, that word heart. And then Allah will change your conditions. It's for you to change the way you are spiritually within you. Becoming more secure within you. And as you are, things begin to change around you. So, we all, as you sit there, your heart is going to create, the state of your heart is going to create experiences for you, here and now and in the hereafter. We are cautioned that make sure you got Iman. If you got Iman, the experiences in this world will be bliss. 
and return to the garden. We are cautioned. We are not threatened. If I tell you, watch on this road, yes, Strandfontein Road, sometimes they trap. Take it easy. Don't speed. Am I threatening you? I am cautioning you that there are consequences for certain actions. There are consequences. The state of your soul, there are consequences for that in this world, for us as individuals, for us as communities, and in the hereafter as well. So Iman starts off with belief in Allah In the unseen And it moves on to the acceptance That in this moment, at this time Although I can't see Allah Smell Allah, taste Allah, touch Allah, hear Allah But Allah exists Do you deny The benevolent presence that sustains us In this moment the school system will never talk to you about it. Neither will the university systems. They won't. They call them educational systems. I don't know what kind of education that is that denies the presence of the benevolent presence that is Allah. In this moment, you exist. Who denies the existence? You are, aren't you? What a gift it is that you are. What a gift it is. Allah has given you existence. A sense of self, a beingness that you are. What more gift you want? What gift, what greater gift do you want that you've already been given? You exist only by the grace of Allah. Allahu Akbar. Not only do you exist, Allah benevolently, lovingly supports your existence. He has given you a body. The Quran says, we have created you in the best of molds. The best of molds. Look at our bodies. I was eating watermelon. Anybody had watermelon this season? And as I'm eating the watermelon, I see a little seed there. And then I think, from this little seed, you get such a big fruit. I don't think you get a bigger fruit than a watermelon. Do you, th do you know a bigger fruit than a watermelon? And I'm thinking, alhamdulillah, from a small seed like this, such a massive fruit grows. Only by the grace of what? Who? Allah. Do they teach you that in school? Do they teach you that in university? If I go to university and tell them I'm going to teach them that they'll throw me out. I'll say stand in wonder of your Lord. Stand in wonder of your Lord. Stand in amazement. When you say Allah Akbar, are you just saying it as a statement? Allah Akbar. Subhanallah. Or do you stand in wonder, in amazement, in awe that there is in this moment that which has given us life and lovingly supports us. Given us a body, binocular vision, color. Allah is not a, like a, a God that was just testing us out and seeing how far He could come. He created us in the best of molds. Binocular vision. I'm eating that watermelon and I'm saying to somebody, Allahu Akbar gave us this watermelon. No, with, with that little tissue in my mouth that we call the muscle, the tongue, I am tasting most beautiful taste watermelon. And with that tongue, I'm also speaking. What about that? Is that not wonderful? Allah has given us a tongue. To taste the most beautiful tastes And to speak I speak I taste I see in color I hear I live Allah has designed us for satisfaction Who denies it? Are you not designed for satisfaction? Has Allah not made lawful for you Spiritual satisfaction Senses satisfaction And sexual satisfaction? All praise be to Allah for having given us life, given us the best of molds, gave us freedom to think. I have freedom of choice. I choose. This is the only mosque in the whole country I've spoken at three times. Alhamdulillah. I chose to come here. 
Sheikh always supports me. I'm happy to be. I chose. Allah has given me a choice. Allah has given you a choice too, by the way. Do you know you got choice? How much is that valuable to you? Freedom. Freedom. Allah has given you freedom to choose, to decide. What a great gift is that? Allah has given you imagination to be creative, to think about the future, what you want to create, what you want to have. Allah has truly loved us into being. And Allah lovingly supports us in every moment. Every moment He supports us. We don't even have to look after ourselves. He grows the seeds that we plant. He grows the livestock He has provided for us. Blue beautiful skies, green lovely trees. Yet we take these things for granted. Imagine if, this, if the trees were purple. How stimulating it would be. Imagine the sky was you know, a different color, orange or something. You know, it's... It's beauty. It's all around you. Shaitan has fooled us. We are among those who have been led astray. Big time, wholesale. That we cannot see the greatness of Allah. And I don't blame you. It's not taught in the schools. It's not taught in the universities. And sadly, it's not even taught in the madrasas. So where are you going to learn about the greatness of Allah? That Allah has not only called you forth lovingly and supports you, but Allah has given you the greatest gift given to humanity, which is the power of supplication, du'a, to invoke Him. To invoke Him, to depend on Him. He didn't just leave you here and abandon you, off you go, wretched creation. He loved you into being and He gave you the direct link to access Him. But too smart are we Got our A's in school Got our degrees in university That's all fantasy We've got to depend on ourselves Our own minds Depend on one another You rob yourself of Allah That has always been Always is and will always be And Allah is truly awesome Awesome That Allah values all humanity Gave us the gift Of angels bowing in front of Adam We are even superior to the angels Yet we don't know, we don't see. In Islam, every human being has a right to be respected. No human being can be disrespected. Murderer, sinner, saint, everybody is respected. Everybody has rights. Children, war criminals. You can't treat a single human being badly in Islam. Even somebody who has committed a crime, you've got to give them human rights. Why? Because we are honorable, adorable and amazing creations of Allah. You have to respect yourself and one another because Allah created us amazing. I know you can't see it, you're brainwashed. You're brainwashed. You can't see it. Say you believe, but you can't feel it. You can't live it. Allah says, bow down and draw closer to Him. Not bow down and get excited about I'm a good Muslim, I did my farz. Bow down and get closer to Allah. Begin to recognize that presence that always is. Right here, that has, who values you, has given you the guidance of the glorious Quran, sent to you the most excellent example, the beloved Prophet Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No human being before and no human being after will ever come anywhere close to the beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In his guidance of his character, in his guidance to humanity, nobody. What, what more you want? What more do you want? It's not that something is missing, it's that we can't see what we have. That's what human beings are thinking. Something is missing. But I'll find it in the world of form. I'll find it outside. I'll get something, it'll be better. No. What's missing is what you can't see that's there. 
When you begin to recognize that Allah is supreme, do you know what that means? I said to you, Allah is awesome. He values us as human beings, gave us status and gifts not given to any other creation. Allah is majestic and supreme, benevolent. He is the ruler. There is only one. There is none other than Him. Enough is He. He is supreme. Do you know what supreme means? It means your problems versus Allah, there is no comparison. You make too big deal of your problems. You make a very big deal about the things that are going on wrong in the world. You make a very big deal about the things you want in the world. You don't make the big deal about Allah. That's the big problem. The big deal is Allah. Then everything else organizes itself. Your problems will go away. Things that you desire will come to you because Allah is not staying standing there saying, I'll keep it away from you, you know. I'll keep it away from you. How many favors has He given us that we deny? How many that you came to be aware of today while I'm speaking to you? How many more there is when I walk, my ankles move with joints? When I wash my face, my face fits in my palms. Imagine if you had long fingers, short palms. We are created in the best of Glory be to Allah. Next time you say Allah Akbar and Subhanallah, don't just say it. Look for a reason. Look for a reason and give praise to Allah because that's when you go from Iman, the acceptance in the unseen world, which today is not taught, to the experiencing of the unseen world. You, you don't need to be a Buzruk. You don't need to be a Hazrat. You don't need to be a Wali. Dua is your birthright as a human being. You don't have to say, oh, my duas, no, I don't know, I'm not that special. I'm not religious myself, look at me. But I reserve the right to glorify my creator. Who among you say, I don't have the right to glorify Allah? Because I don't have a beard? Get, get, wake up. Everybody has a right to glorify Allah. Allah's blessings upon all human beings. All who recognize it, who receive it. The feeling is taqwa. The feeling that there is a present. There is a presence. And this presence is more real than the physical world. That is taqwa. Because I was explaining to you that Allah is unseen. Spirit, vibration, energy. He from himself breathed his spirit into you. Into the world of form. The world of form, although it seems primary, is actually secondary. The world of spirit is first Taqwa is tapping in to the primary reality, the formless. Faith is experiencing the formless reality, the unseen reality. Is tapping into faith is a tangible experience. Hadith Qudsi says the heavens and the earth cannot contain Allah, but the heart of a true believer can. It's because the heart is not in the physical realm, it taps into the non-physical realm. When you can infer the non-physical, you experience it. So you can't see Allah, like a blind person can't see a door, but they, the door is there. And they can feel the door and they can open it. So you can't see Allah because Allah is not a thing in time and in space. Allah is not a thing in time and in space. If Allah was a thing in time and space, He becomes an idol, a thing. This is why the Quran says no vision has grasped over Allah, but Allah has grasped all over all vision. So you can't perceive Allah with your senses. This is why the scientist says, well, prove it. Where is he? Zimaat. It's more real than all this. When you are in a state of taqwa and feel the feeling of security, that is verily in the remembrance of Allah, there's a heart find peace, security. From there, 
you will have yaqeen that Allah has given you needs and he values your needs and if you honor your needs whatever they are the needs the preferences the desires that Allah has made halal for you and he is in support of that if you honor that and you say Allah you meet the need of my breath thank you for that I allow you to meet my other needs instead of me trying to depend on me me trying to depend on the boss me trying to depend on money I depend on you you have met the needs of my existence my survival I will let you meet the needs my other needs open up to being receptive receive that which is there recognize that which is there and begin to see the miracles that happen my time is up there is more that I would like to speak to inshallah another, another time it's about dua and how important dua is it is your weapon there's nothing more important than that yet very few people understand what it is how to use it etc so I have some of these CDs available, Empowered Supplication, The Science of Supplication. Make dua in a manner that Allah can answer your duas. See? So with that, I give shukr again to Sheikh for allowing me to be here and with my brothers and sisters as well. It is a great privilege to be a Muslim. It's a great privilege because Islam gives us security in a way that no other deen or religion does. And Islam gives us a beautiful way of living that is, that is Islam. But Iman is where our security comes from. And with Iman comes the power to change conditions. Because Allah is all-powerful, only He can change conditions. But when we first change what is in our hearts, and the beauty of it is, we can change what is in our hearts. That's our job. When we do that, He will do His part. And that's how it works. So again, shukran. Assalamu alaikum.